The upstate of South Carolina is filled with many individuals, businesses, and organizations that are collectively helping to shape the upstate as a leading place to live, learn, do business, and raise a family. My name is Dean Hebel, and I'm the Executive Director of Ten at the Top, a regional nonprofit organization with the mission of fostering collaboration and partnership around issues that impact economic vitality and quality of life. Thanks for joining me for Upstate Gems, our podcast where I chat with upstate influencers to learn about their journey and how they are making a difference in the upstate. I am delighted to welcome for this session, Carol Burdett, the president of the United Way of Anderson County and the former mayor of the town of Pendleton and a great friend to me and 10 at the top. So Carol, thank you so much for uh, being with us and welcome to Upstate Gems. Well, good morning, Dean, and thank you so much for having me today. So um, let's talk a little bit about your career journey. Um, you know, you didn't start out as the uh, president of the United Way of, of Anderson and, you know, going into uh, government and being a, a mayor is certainly a, a challenging, um, you know, career path. Tell us a little bit about how you got to, to where you are uh, today. Well, I will say in the beginning that every job I've had has been a result of volunteering. Uh, I started out right out of college. I joined uh, the state of South Carolina in employment at uh, the Welcome Center coming in from Atlanta on I-85. It was a great job to start with. And I had volunteered at the Pendleton District Commission, gotten my feet wet in tourism. So uh, as I went into the Welcome Center, I stayed there for probably, I think it's about six or seven years. But while I was there, I decided to run for town council in Pendleton, and that opened up huge opportunities for me. And one of those was that I was very involved with the Beautification Commission for Anderson County. And as I was working with that group, they began the search for the first ever Keep America Beautiful coordinator for the county. And that got, piqued my interest, landed me in a place. And I have to say, if I went all the way back through probably all of my career choices, that was one of my favorite jobs. It was something that I loved dearly and I, I still support them today. But I moved on from there and worked for DHEC for a few years on a health promotion team. And as I was finishing my time there, because I wanted to be mayor and I didn't feel like that being mayor and be working for the state was a good combination. Some people have done it well. I didn't think it would work for me, but I ran for mayor in 1997. And so uh, as I began that journey, I left the health department, went to work for the Heart Association as their regional director serving four counties, uh, Anderson, Abbeville, Oconee and Pickens. Later I, with them, I worked in Greenville County. That led me to, I was, as I worked with them, I had met a few of my volunteers and I ended up working for Trail and Design Partnership as a combo of marketing for municipal architecture and design build product, projects. And so from there, I'd been there maybe only two years. I had an opportunity to apply for the job I have now at United Way. And my wonderful boss, Neil Workman said, you love United Way, this is an opportunity, you have to go for it. 
Wow, that's a, a packs a lot into uh, your career. You can almost see each one, as you said, kind of building uh, from each other. And uh, so you've been now at, at the United Way for nearly what eighteen to twenty years, somewhere in that range. I this summer celebrated my nineteenth anniversary. Yeah, and um, tell us a little bit about what uh, you know the role of the United Way. It has certainly changed in the 20 years or 19 years that you've been involved. I remember, and many people probably do, the United Way from the old commercials the NFL used to have, you know, yeah. with their players, uh, you know, as uh, supporting the United Way. But, uh, you know, it definitely has evolved quite a bit in the last couple decades. What is the role that the United Way in Anderson maybe played in the past and what is the role that it has played in the time you've been here and how have you uh, evolved and shifted the organization? Well, this is a very, I know we're on limited time. This is a very long answer, but I'm gonna try to condense it as much as I can. United Way of Anderson County has been around for 75 years. We're, we're happy that we've been able to help so many people during that time. But at the very beginning, United Way was created to raise money and distribute it to a, at the time, a small group of nonprofits. And that was what was happening even 19 years ago when I came to work at United Way. We had about 30 organizations. They received money every year. But we saw something different that needed to happen. And, and before I came, we were already dabbling our toes into the idea of early childhood education, but that was really the only thing we were doing outside of raising money and turning it back around to nonprofits. We still do that today. We still uh, fund a number of nonprofits programmatically. Back then, they could use their money for mostly anything. A lot of them used it for operations, but we decided that it really needed to be more than that. We needed to know the programs that we were supporting turned back into helping us reach goals that we felt like were really important. And most United Ways across the country have adopted uh, the idea that the, our, our three main pillars are education, financial stability, and health. And we've never lost sight of the fact that there will always be people in crisis and they will need help with basic needs. So those are the four things that we try to build everything we do around in the community. And so uh, in doing that, we do fund agencies in those four areas. Uh, we also do something called the Weekend Snack Pack Program where we feed 800 elementary age students uh, every Friday. And we do that because we feel like and research shows they will learn better if they come back to school on Monday having eaten over the weekend. It's hard to believe that in the upstate of South Carolina that there are children that go home Friday and have little to no food over the weekend. So that's a big thing about what we do. Uh, one of our biggest things that I'm the most proud of at, at United Way, we started in 2003 working with teen pregnancy prevention and we were able to get grants and various things to partner with our school districts. And 
the year going into before the idea of COVID, excuse my dog, he's here with me today. Um, we were able to uh, see a 69% decrease in teen pregnancy uh, from 2003 to 2019. So that's one of the best things. But we, what, when we look at our community, we look at those things and we determine the best use of not only the money we raise in campaigns, but we've been very savvy in diversifying our income that includes grants and other in-kind avenues. One of the, the things that we've done most recently is we created in partnership with Anderson Interfaith Ministries, a United Way Financial Stability Center at AIM. And we're so proud to be partnering with an organization that's been around as long as AIM and helping to find, help people find a pathway to self-sufficiency. That's just a drop in the bucket, but I'll leave it there. Well, I, I want to talk just about a couple specific things. Um, you know, the last 18, 20 months now has been quite, um, you know, uh, a challenge with the pandemic and COVID. And during that time, uh, you know, you guys have, have, like others, maintained some of your, your programming because those issues and challenges have not changed, but yet there was also an immediate crisis. Yes. And, and uh, you know, in March and April of 2020, when that all hit, you all took a lead around, um, you know, bringing together uh, the folks in Anderson around, you know, uh, feeding people and making sure yes. that that people had uh, what they needed immediately. Talk a little bit about what you all did. And I think, you know, the most especially, you know, that you didn't have to go do all the things yourself, that you leveraged the partners that already existed and were able to, um, you know, take resources that were coming in and make sure they were being used in the most efficient way. We actually did exactly what you said. We, we brought our food partners together. We were able to raise thousands of dollars immediately that went directly into providing food for either uh, the food bank, which is we work with Second Harvest Food Bank, to food pantries, and we took money and distributed it to pantries all over the county, not just in the city of Anderson. And we also made sure that the shelter, the Salvation Army, had additional food because they were feeding people more meals than normal because of the shutdown and the fact they couldn't let their folks go out and come back in. So we were right on top of the things that we needed to do during COVID. And we've continued to do that, uh, continuing to work with the agencies about food, but we've also worked with agencies around uh, utility assistance, around uh, rental assistance. We also know that there have been things that have been exacerbated by COVID whether it's substance abuse, mental health issues, and our child abuse, those things that we know uh, and partner with organizations, we've been able to give them extra funding. So during the, the COVID time, we actually expended about $300,000. And for Anderson County, that's a lot of money uh, out to agencies doing things that we knew were absolutely necessary 
to help us get past the crisis of the pandemic. And uh, we we never shut down. We kept going. We worked, and we. I'm so proud of my team in the efforts we've made uh, to meet the needs of people in Anderson County during this very unusual time. Well, certainly, you know, as as we talk in early October of 2021, uh, the pandemic uh, is still, you know, uh, an issue we have to deal with uh, on a on a regular basis. It shifts from day to week, but um, we know that COVID-19 and other similar type of, of illnesses and challenges are going to be part of, of our society for, you know, forever. And, yeah, yeah. you know, some of the challenges that have, have come from it, what do you see long-term as the role, the United Way, uh, has it changed how you address some of the things you work on uh, that you have to, you know, have had to adjust maybe the way you provide some services or work with folks? And, and do you see that being something you have to continue to shift um, into the future? Well, I, I want to say that the, the greatest benefit of COVID-19 for us has been the improved relationships that we have with uh, all of the nonprofit community. It, it, and United Way in the past has always sort of, I, let's be honest, has had love-hate relationships with organizations that felt like they didn't get enough money when we did our distributions and that kind of thing. But what we, we I think we've come to a good place where the nonprofits in Anderson County know that we are here for them and we're going to do everything we can to support their work. And that go, that is not always just in dollars. Uh, that can be an advocacy. It can be in providing them with volunteers or other in-kind things. So we, we've realized that there has to be a, a better way of us doing things and not one organization can do this alone. It is a team sport if we're going to help people in the community. And one of the things that United Way, I believe, will continue to do, and we're doing it in a um, greater way than ever is that we are a community convener. Uh, just yesterday, we were convening organizations uh, via Zoom around housing and how do we build a continuum of helping people find their way from homelessness to, to some type of permanent housing. And I, I think we're in the best place we've ever been to be uh, impactful uh, to our community ever in our history. Great. Well, before we get to our rapid fire questions, I want to shift gears for a minute and talk a little bit about your other uh, service roles over the years. You meant we mentioned that you were the mayor of, of Pendleton. You've been very involved in the, the Rotary. You were chair of Tent to Top. You've been uh, involved in a lot of different things over the years. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, especially, um, you know, when you started on city council and, and, um, then ran for mayor. I mean, um, you know, there are not or were not and still today are not necessarily as many female leaders at that level. And, you know, what was it like to kind of push your way into that? And did you feel you were pushing or did you feel like, you know, it was a natural path and, and you had a lot of support on the way? 
uh, it was definitely a, a pushing proposition. I, um, I got elected to town council kind of an uh, oddly enough, uh, I had some people that said, no one's running for this seat, you should run. And I, I you know, I had no money. I was, a, I, I was in my twenties and I really didn't know anything about municipal government. But when I decided to run, someone else in the community, an older gentleman that had been on the council in the 70s, this was in 1987, he decided to run, which meant I needed to do some work. So I literally walked to 1,400 homes uh, in that election cycle to say to people, I am a fresh voice and I want to serve. I didn't have a big resume. I, I didn't know very much. And, and um, I only won that election by five votes. And I, I say often that five votes changed my life and it changed the life of Pendleton, I believe. And what happened was after I got elected, uh, I started getting asked to do a lot of things, not just in Pendleton, but in Anderson County. And that grew up, uh, so many doors opened for me. And I have a pretty stern philosophy for myself that I'd never say no. Uh, I am always overloaded with things that I do in the community, would never change all that. Uh, but after I'd been on council for about six years, I decided to run for mayor and, um, it was one of the, it was before Operation Lost Trust, so people could sneak you money and you didn't have to do all the reporting you do today. And I had people that would slip me a hundred dollar bill in the palm of my hand and say, but you can't tell anybody. And there were very few people that would put up my yard signs because it was a good old boy system and I was really up fighting an uphill battle. But when that night came, I'd made up my mind of five things. One, that I would congratulate my opponent immediately. Two, that no matter what, I was not going to cry in public. And number three, I would uh, go out the next morning and I would eat breakfast at one of the local diners. I would pick up all of my signs that day and fifth, that I would keep doing everything I love to do in the community. I stayed true to those five things. And four years later, uh, I won the mayor's race in a landslide. Um, I, I love the town of Pendleton more than I think anybody else does. And I don't say, I say that in a way, in such a humble way. It's my home. I love the community. I still do things there, but um, God has just blessed me with opportunities to serve, as you mentioned, a few of the ways, but uh, I love it all. I wouldn't change it. And I hope that, as my grandmother used to say, I would rather wear out than rust out. I hope I will be doing community work until the day they put me to rest uh, in the churchyard at St. Paul's Episcopal Church. <laughs> well, perfectly said, Carol, and, and thank you so much for sharing some time with us and, and for sharing some of your, your valuable time over the years as, as being part of, of the regional effort with 10 at the top. Um, let's finish, if you don't mind, with some rapid fire questions. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask a, a question and you give me a short, you know, 10, 15 second mm -hmm. answer. So the first one, what is something you learned and still use today from a mentor or past colleague? 
Kirk Oglesby was my United Way mentor, was on my board, previous uh, CEO of AMED Health. I don't do this, but he always said, listen before you speak. And when you go into a meeting, know the answers that are going to be asked and be prepared to answer. So what is something that, that an observation or a lesson that you would share with someone that you're being a mentor to today? There's a common phrase we hear a lot, be a go-getter. I would say, and I've read the book based on what I'm about to say, I say, be a go-giver. Give of yourself uh, and, and it will come back to you in spades. Perfect. Who is someone in your network who you can count on being a good partner for collaborating and forming community partnerships? Well, Dean, I thought about this one a lot, and I can't even begin to name all of the partners and colleagues that I know I can count on. So I thought I'm not going to say, I'm just going to say there's a whole bunch of them. You know, I don't have a whole lot of people who answer that question with one name. They all uh, give the same answer that, that you give, which I guess is a great thing about our community uh, and all of our communities, that there are so many great uh, partners and, and people to be engaged with. So um, here's one that I know you will, will like. Um, if you were emperor for a day, what is one thing about your job or sector that you would change? If I could be emperor for today, for one day, I would create in every person the opportunity for them to see their purpose in life. Our society would change dramatically if people could just recognize they have a purpose and no matter where they are in life, they've got something to contribute. Perfect. What is one thing you want to make sure you accomplish before your career is over? Well, actually, I've been working a lot on this as my 20th year comes up in at United Way. And my thing is, I United Way has been here 75 years. When I leave, I want our building to be paid in full, no debt. I want us to have a, a maintenance fund that's perpetual and an endowed fund for the future. And I'm working on those three things right now. Perfect. So not just one, but three. And then oh, the last yeah, you one. know me. Yeah, of course. Over overachiever, right? That's um, it. Uh, the last one. We always hear people talk about what keeps them up at night. But I want to know what about your job gets you up in the morning? Well, as I've already said, I love community services as good as anyone could. And I think when I get up in the morning, knowing what United Way does for so many, and this past year, our number was we touched through our partners and our work over 80,000 people in Anderson County. That's what makes me get up every morning and smile and say to my dog, it's time to go to work. <laughs> well, Carol, thank you so much for sharing some time with us and for all you do uh, for the community um, across uh, Anderson and certainly the upstate. Thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate you. I appreciate 10 at the top. And I know you're making a difference in the future of upstate South Carolina. So thank you again. Thank you, Carol. And thank you for joining us for this edition of Upstate Gems. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure and like us on your podcast app and tell your friends. 
You can also check out the Tenant to Top podcast channel for new episodes of Upstate Gems, as well as our other podcasts, Start Grow Upstate and the Upstate Mobility Alliance.